The Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. Hey, Chilame, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pop Muse. And yes, this is a music trivia show where you can hear fun stories and comments about your favorite music stars, mostly coming from me, your host, Winchi, and occasionally from this guy that's about to speak. <laughs> occasionally. How, <laughs> did you say chulame? Chulame, right. Chulame. Isn't that like eating something? Or? Eating something. So that's like kind of an old fashioned way of, to greet somebody in China. Ask them if they've eaten? Right. <laughs> it's like asking, how's the weather in UK? Okay. Yeah, All we right. Chinese care about the well being of your stomach. Right, right. At least that's the impression, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that we're teaching a little bit of Chinese on this program, too, right? Right at the start of the beginning. Yes, Getting sir. Serious. So, you got somebody special you want to share today? Well, I guess two times in a row, I'm introducing another singer songwriter. Awesome. She writes beautiful melodies. She writes very obscure and at the same time, very obscure, pretty. Obscure, I like that. Profound, profound lyrics. Okay. Which kind of makes her the goddess for the artsy young people in China. Artsy. All right, all right. Sounds good. Looking forward to what your definition of artsy is. <laughs> <laughs> And today I got a legendary band that I would like to share with everyone today. And I don't think I'll have to go very far in the facts for people to pick out who mm. these artists are. So, uh, so there's, yeah. pre- there's plenty obvious facts. Lots of, I mean, at least from my perspective, I mean, I'm not sure how, you know, where you're at with this. But I, mm. I, I definitely know that you know some of their music. So you will get this right today for sure. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> And for those of you joining us for the first time, just a quick disclaimer, all the information that we get for the show is internet-based, so some of them may not be updated, might be erroneous, so bear with us on some of these quote-unquote facts. So if there's anything that stands out to you, any inaccuracies, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. So anyway, let's get cracking. Let's not waste any more time. Let's do it. Move on to fact number one, and this is according to thestyleinspiration.com. And also ultimate classic rock. These artists' origins are kind of spread out all over the USA. You have one singer who's from Nebraska. You have another from Minnesota. One from Texas and Michigan. All of these guys never met each other. And they all moved to L.A. to find work. And they actually met at a concert. Uh, They opened for Linda Rodstan. And these musicians only actually played one live gig together at this uh, opening or this concert opening uh, before they formed the band. I guess the, the chemistry was just right. They're clicking. Right. And so they decided to form a band. And, but their first concert that they performed together was actually at a Disneyland, mm. which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> Sounds like it's a band for children's songs, like Mavis. It <laughs> seems like that. You know, like they're playing yeah, if you're for in kids, Disneyland. Which is interesting because when you hear their music, it doesn't sound sound Disney friendly doesn't sound (laughs) child friendly but anyway that's where they first started to play and then they um, did the gig with Linda and then they decided that they wanted to start a band these guys have a really interesting character one in particular um, (laughs) he has a really funny story Um, his mother bought him a drum set as a reward for get this a reward yes 
for blowing up the family's primitive laundry tub with a cherry primitive. bomb. Primitive. A cherry right. bomb. Is that a kind of like a firecracker? That's an explosive. Yes. <laughs> Is it like legal or illegal on the market? Uh, I don't think that these are legal, actually. But I guess they got tired or he got tired of washing clothes the old way in a big tub. Mm. And he wanted to express was, his feelings. He was probably testing how how well <laughs> the firecracker works, right? The cherry bomb. Sure, I guess that's one way of, of putting it. But right. the prank led to the arrival of their first modern clothes washing machine. <laughs> so I guess the mom took a hint and said, "You know what? It's it's yeah, time he, to upgrade." He was doing the family a favor, which is really bizarre because I think for most parents they would be so angry and they would probably make that child pay for you know yeah, this washing I, machine. Yeah, I I could right? imagine what. His mother was thinking about. It's probably she was for a long time. She was trying to get rid of this thing, but it's still working. And she's the kind of frugal person. I can totally relate to that. If something still works, yeah, I wouldn't want to get rid of it. Or maybe she was the one that had to do most of the washing, and so that was a a cue for maybe his dad to buy a washing machine. <laughs> that makes <laughs> make sense her too. life yeah, a lot that's easier. A, that's a logical story as well. I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to fact number two. This is according to Wikipedia. So the idea of naming the band what it is came from a peyote and tequila influence group outing in the Mojave Desert. This is a peyote. A peyote tequila influenced group sounds like a, <laughs> yeah. a subtle way of saying a bunch of drinking buddies. Oh yeah, definitely. But what's a peyote? Oh, uh, it's a cactus. Okay, long story short. But anyway, back to the naming. Different sources say different things. One source said that one of the band members read a little about the Hopi Indians of that region and their reverence to a specific animal. And moving on a little bit more about this fact, their style was influenced by 1960s rhythm and blues, soul, bluegrass, and rock bands such as The Birds and Buffalo Springfield. And this band's overall sound has been described as quote. California rock. And I thought I thought this was kind of interesting because none of these guys were really from California. I mean, I think later on they had a band member who was from Oakland, so technically he qualifies, but some but most of these other guys as I mentioned before, they're all spread out over the US, but somehow they were given this, I guess, name or this uh style of being California rockers. But they have to find a unified name because it cannot be <laughs> where was this guy from? They can it cannot be Nebraska rock, <laughs> Minnesota rock, or assorted right. rock from four states. I think that California for a lot of people, especially during this time carried a certain significance or meaning and it was kind of positive i don't know if it was from the gold rush back in the day but you know california just has this really chill relaxed kind of place and uh these guys represent that pretty okay. well in their music it's kind of a common vibe for all the coastal states or yeah, places yeah. i guess you could say that uh in 1971 the group signed with manager david geffen which is a big name in the music world and agreed to record for his new label asylum records And in February of that year, they flew out to England to record the album. So we're going to go ahead and move on to fact number three. And yeah, this source kind of has the band's name in it. So I can't really say <laughs> exactly where I got this from, but it's... So it's like their fan club. Something like that. OnlineCentral.com. But, you know, that's the, uh, the band's name in the front. Their second album took Cowboys and Gunslingers of old America for its theme, hmm. drawing comparisons between their lifestyles and modern rock stars. I'm picturing Western style in my head right all now. All right, all right. 
And um, this was inspired by a book, including photos of their corpses that a band member had received as a birthday present. So interesting that this uh, album came from a book that had these guys in it. And the book had like pictures of their dead bodies. That just sounds uh, pretty dark, if you ask me. But it does sound very dark to me. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Um, so a song, one of their most famous songs. And the lyrics were really about waking up in the morning after drinking tequila all night. And another popular single called Outlaw Man made it onto the Billboard 100 charts. So after the shows in the 70s, this band was famous, or I should say infamous, for their third encore. Third encore. Third encore. Is encore the kind of thing that the fans ask the musicians to perform extra songs? Of course. So third encore is like asking for encore for triple times. <laughs> Not exactly. Here, their third encore included bathtubs of booze, pharmaceuticals, and quite a few eager groupies. Okay, party. <laughs> right. So destruction of hotel suites was not uncommon in this guy's... Destruction of the hotel rooms. Right. So the third encore yeah. is like after the after concert. After the concert. And after they're out partying. partying. Right. This is called the third encore. So it kind of yeah. reminds me of... Have you <laughs> seen the film Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street. That's with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Right. So in the movie, he was partying so hard in Vegas, mm. and he had to refurbish the whole entire floor <laughs> in, a, in a casino. So it's kind of... Yeah. Got a similar vibe with yes, this band right now. Definitely, definitely. And another side note about one of these band members, a scary accident happened in uh, 1980 when his plane that he was in had to be put down on a Colorado pasture. And this tore off the bottom of the plane. He and his girlfriend had to jump out of the aircraft while it was still moving and barely escaping with injury. So wow. this bank received a $7,000 invoice for the flight. And, of course, the manager of the band returned it with a note saying, we don't pay for crash landings. That's legitimate. I think it should be <laughs> yeah. the other way around. I mean, right. they should, they should be asking him. for compensation for right, right. I think that's kind of legendary, actually, to survive a plane crash. I mean, how many people can say, yeah, my I've plane survived crashed. A plane and, crash. You know, we just had a little bit of, you know, scuffs and bruises here. Yeah, but so He has got some stories to tell yeah, to absolutely. his grandkids. We're going to move on to fact number four, and this is according to... To the idolater.com and Wikipedia. A founding member left the band after their album. And here's another big clue for a lot of listeners out there. One of these nights, this album, hmm. due to creative differences. And this source also went on to mention how the band leaders, or two in particular, got into a fight where the direction that the band was going in, they had a conflict. And one of the band members poured beer on the other guy's head and said, dude, you need to chill out. <laughs> Classy. <You know? laughs> it's kind of friendly fight. They're not really getting into uh, physical fights. Well, pouring beer on someone's head, I would say is a provocation. It's humiliating, yeah, but it's not that It's a provocation. Hurtful. Unless you're just smashed anyway and then it doesn't really matter but i mean if you guys are having a one-on-one -on -one about what you guys are going to do for the band you know for your work and someone pours beer on your head yeah i mean i, I could see why the one of the members left after this uh altercation hmm. but um fair enough but generally the band struggled with the transition from country 
to rock and roll because initially they had like a you know an American country sound and then yeah, transitioning the to gunslingers, cowboys. Right, right, right. So their fifth album features a song which is also the name of the album that is known and sung all over the world. And this album went on to be a major success. I can't say the name of the song because right. I was, was thinking about that. So it's you're not going to talk about this song, right? No, 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 no. I'm, I'll, I'll attempt to uh, hum it a little bit later, but uh, <laughs> right now I, I can't give it away. But the huge worldwide tour in support of the album further drained the band members and strained their personal and creative relationships. And uh, <laughs> another random side note about this period of time. One of the lead band members brought along his personal king-size mattress for comfort. For every everywhere that they went, everywhere that they performed, he had to have his mattress with him. And it was big. And the crew had to lug that thing around between performances. And then <laughs> the funny part is it was never even used. So where did he sleep? All the, all I guess the way. he must have found a bed. I mean, the artist went on to complain, like, sometimes uh, hotel beds Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's probably have a really high standard for the place where he sleeps. <laughs> But I think that's just part of working with people. When you're working with a, a group of guys and you, they're kind of wild and they have their, their, you know, the artists artistically minded and they're always going to have things Boozing that set them hot off. Top. Of course, you got alcohol, things of this nature. These kinds of things are going to put people in weird frames of minds where they're gonna, it could be difficult to work with them at some point. Hmm. You know? And I think that this band is probably in a, the epitome of this kind of situation. So yeah, mattress was never used, but felt the need to bring it around. And to further expand on this example, in one event that was performed for a senator's re-election bid, two of the band's lead members' tempers were boiling over. So they had this feud going on. <laughs> They're so hot had it. <laughs> and throughout the performance, the two were making threats to each other. And after the song, and this, I think the title of the song is pretty ironic here, one of their top singles, if for a, a lot of listeners out there, a lot of big fans, Best of My Love... One member reportedly said he would we couldn't wait to get backstage and kick the other guys behind. <laughs> <laughs> and while and while the other one said at the same time, three more songs until I beat you down. You know, so it's like they're mm. like mouthing these words to each other in between songs, in between performances, and really they're out there singing these really nice songs and they're really sweet and they have these really yeah. good vibes. But behind the scenes, they're like they're like at each other's throats, and I thought that that was pretty interesting. I th I, I I figure it's probably difficult for like very creative music musicians yeah. to form a band because everybody has very individual personality. Yes, I think and they so. have to make compromises, and it's just yeah. a matter of time before these differences get the best of a lot of these guys. But yeah, we're gonna move on to fact number five, and this is according to tonsoffacts.com, <laughs> and this should come to no surprise after what I was mentioning earlier. In 1980, these guys stopped performing music and they broke up. And the official announcement that they actually broke up came two years later, 1982. And they took a 14-year hiatus. I mean, in the meantime, they, you know, went to did some solo work or whatever, but they generally stopped doing music together until after that 14-year was up, they uh, were called to do a video. They eventually got back together and at that video shoot they decided that they were going to perform a live album and the title of this album i thought was pretty hilarious because and again another huge hint for a lot of the fans listeners out there the title of this album was called hell freezes over and hell then, freezes over yes yeah, so and this is kind of a, pretty rough 
that's a, this is an expression actually. Is there a story in, in, behind in this in English? It just means that um, well, hell hell's a really hot place, right? Right, with the lavas, well, just fire, <laughs> the demons, right? right? The lavas, yes. And if hell freezes over, which will probably never happen, never happen. Okay.、Right? So when someone says this expression, you know, it means that something's never going to happen. So very resolute. So this album was named by one of the band members as a reoccurring statement that the group would never get back together again, or the band would get back together when hell freezes over. Okay. So the the name of the title is like a, a tribute. To this history, because they did eventually、right. get back together. Right. So, so it's like the hell. Well, hell has <laughs> frozen. frozen over, guys. Oh, that's cool. Like、uh, after all these years of fighting and、yeah. <laughs> maybe hating each other,、right. or maybe cursing each other, they finally decided to bury the hatchet. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I suppose the feud had cooled down a little bit, so their fans really, really embraced their、uh, their union. But of course, there were more conflicts later on when certain band members. Were dismissed, and、mm. of course, royalties and money <laughs> and certain things, of course, came to the picture. So I wouldn't say it was a happy ending, but it's, it's certainly at least for that time. At least at that moment, right, right. right. Their compilation album, and it was titled "Their Greatest Hits," and this is in 1976, became the highest-selling album of the 20th century. In the United States, until it was taken over by Michael Jackson Thriller. So, one of the highest-selling albums of all time in the United States. Very big band, really unique style, and most people from not just the U.S. but all over the everywhere that I've been that I've traveled, they're aware of this band and they know one song in particular. So, before <laughs> I hum it. I mean, do you have any idea who you think? These I might have a, a a little bit of a clue from the facts because、okay. it's a band, and I don't know that many bands. <laughs> <laughs> and、uh, you you mentioned that their name came from kind of an animal in the desert. Okay. Okay, so that might be a clue for me. It might be a clue for you.、All、But、right. I'm, uh, I'm I'm gonna wait until that beautiful <laughs> melody coming out of your Honolulu、uh, Desert Highway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool wind in my hair, warm smell of calitas rising up through the air. Yeah, of course, everybody knows that song. Come on, you've made this, you've made this game too easy for me now. Yeah, well, I think I had to because you look puzzled. This whole trivia. All right, so then, since I gave you that clue, who would you say it is? My favorite song from this band is about、uh, an outlaw. Desperado,、uh, yeah, why yeah. don't you come to your senses? <laughs> so this band is none other than the Eagles. The Eagles. All right. Well, I don't think we need to really listen to what the judges have to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Yunji. With、yes. five number one singles and six number one albums, six Grammy awards, and five American Music Awards, the Eagles. Were one of the most successful musical acts of the 1970s in North America. They're also one of the world's best-selling bands, having sold more than 200 million records, including 100 million sold in the U.S. alone. They're inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998 and were ranked number 75 on Rolling Stone's 2004 list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. And I got a couple of tracks that I'd like to share today. Desperado included. <laughs> well, one from that album, anyway. First up, we got Hotel California. Oh, tell me we're playing the unplugged version, <laughs> and that classic will be followed by Tequila Sunrise. Let's hear it. 
another tequila sunrise Staring slowly across the sky Said goodbye He was just a hired hand Working on the dreams he planned to try The days go by Every night when the sun goes down Just another lonely boy in town She's out And that was Tequila Sunrise by the legendary Eagles. And I really like the vibe that they have with their music. It's really chill, relaxing. It's not too hard, but at the same time, it's not too soft. It's definitely something that you can, hmm. you know, rock out to when you're driving your ride in your car down the desert. Yeah, much. that intro and the guitar style in Hotel California is definitely the world-famous melody that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. They took a picture for that album of a actually a hotel in Beverly Hills. And the Beverly Hills Hotel actually got really upset that they used that picture for their hotel. Because if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's a pretty, it's a creepy song. You mean, you mean like it's downgrading a hotel <laughs> into a motel? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, well, I think largely their problem was uh, commercial, right? I mean, you're using mm. our hotel to market your album, so you need to pay us some money. I think that's probably the biggest reason I why. I think now it's the other way around. They have to pay them the money because <laughs> <laughs> now they, now this brand, this hotel, they are part of this legendary song. Well, yeah, if you look at it that way, but I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's a, it's a place, it doesn't sound like a place like most people would want to go because it's just really creepy ghosts and all kinds of stuff happening. Yeah, motel. Yeah. <laughs> Downgraded. Anyway, so UT, who you got for us today? 
Right. So this one is a singer-songwriter, and and earlier I was talking about how what a goddess she is to the artsy. We call them Wenyiqingnian, the artsy young people in China. Okay, it's like the the hipsters, the Chinese hipsters, but in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> and、uh, for one thing, this singer-songwriter she writes very beautiful melodies. So her style is mostly. Indie with a bit of Chinese folk,、okay. um, post rock, jazz, bossa nova, or class even classic music. Oh, you said bossa nova. That sounds that's that's nice. Well, she's kind of like Pushu, right? Yes, it, they are both so- singer songwriters, and they write their own melodies. Okay. And at the time when she got popular,、um, people were starting to get tired of the commercial music that came out of streamlined production. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so it's a good time. So she happened to be in a good time to become famous. And also, her lyrics are often very obscure. <laughs> okay, so you don't understand what she's talking about at all, right?、Oh, and that、no. makes the, her lyrics the perfect quote for teenagers' Facebook bio because you know the teenagers they want to look deep, profound. Oh,、uh, right. Yeah,、That's、I'm not a- sure if you have been through that stage, but I definitely have, and I and, and I feel ashamed when I look back <laughs> to the old quotes that I wrote online. Nah, I think I I missed that wave. I um I like to be transparent, and those obscurities just annoy me a little bit, actually. <laughs> so you went straight from 15 to forty.、Uh, <laughs> No, I just it was just my form of communication, man. I just like to be straightforward, and but yeah, I I can see how some people like to have this type of abstract message. It gives them a little bit more creativity, and it almost makes them be more appealing. So、yeah. they'll put like some quote somewhere, and it's like trying to crack, <laughs> decipher it is、um, for some people that they care to. You know, try to figure yeah, out the I, meaning. I have to say, this is very common for the teenagers、uh-huh. in、okay. the youth time. So now let's get to know her a little bit more. All right, let's Fact do it. Fact number one: This singer, no surprise, she was a little bit rebellious. Sure. And her mother put her to learn classic music, but when she entered high school, she got interested in rock music. I'm noticing a trend here. Yes. <laughs> and she wanted kids to... don't like classical instruments or music. Right.、Yeah. I think that's a style for elders. <laughs> <laughs> because maybe it's because only old people can afford to go to the concerts. The well, I、music. think that there's a lot of associations, you know, with these types of,、um, you know, for example, like classical music. And if you play this music or if you listen to this music while you're learning, then it'll help your brain waves. It'll help you remember more and this type of、so、brain wave. Of, right. It gives you. There's a lot of positive、uh, associations with classical music, and I、mm. think that when people hear it, they feel like, oh, this person must be from an affluent family. All these positive connotations with this type of music. So I think that's something that a lot of parents feel like. If my kid can go to a recital and play the piano really well, then I've done well as a parent. Sounds interesting. But despite of all these positive connotations, yeah, she still wanted to give up piano for guitar because she was into rock music at that course, time. Yeah. Now her mother, at the first time, she was very against it because <laughs> a lot of parents think children or kids who are into music they will turn out to be. Bat. Also, if they're into rock music, then they'll just be like, little rodents,、huh? like, right? Rebels. <laughs> and she still insisted to learn guitar anyway to prove that she could do things that she wants. At the same time, remain to be her mother's good daughter.、Hmm. And another rebel story from her is that. Despite of her mother's objections, she applied to study philosophy in college. 
<laughs> which is a very uncommon subject to learn to major in. So she can get a uh, a D and D when she graduates, and that's a an abbreviation for a do nothing degree because it's kind of difficult to、mm, get work. I was going to ask what is D and D mean? <laughs> it's difficult to get work with、uh, a philosophy degree unless you're going to teach it. Yeah, but that's partly the reason for why her lyrics have been so obscure.、Uh, Just thinking about a philosopher writing the stories, Archimedes <laughs>、right. or. Yeah, yeah. that makes perfect sense. Now you're on a wavelength that most people are not on, so most people don't understand you. Right.、Um, now let's move on to the next fact,、um, and this is according to well herself. When she was when she was according age, to her, all right. At the age nineteen, she started a band called Sun Cream in college. Sun Cream, right? Sun Cream. Oh, okay. And when wow, she that's kind of a random name, but yeah, I guess、right. for these rockers, they have these really weird and obscure yeah, names, there, right? There's more coming. And when she entered the show business, she formed a girl band called Maiden Specimen. Maiden Specimen. <laughs> And that's not about it. And her third album, which was in Mandarin, is named Groupies Guitarist. Groupies guitar, like groupie. Groupie, groupie. Okay. Wow. Because yeah, yeah. she, I guess she had this kind of experience when she was in school. She would often skip classes to go to the concerts.、Mm, Maybe、okay. not the second half of the meaning. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm to, I wouldn't know. I'm deducing a little bit more from that. Okay.、Yeah. <laughs> And this is the worst name from all her songs. There was one time after a trip to Paris,、mm-hmm. she released an English single named. With the word for female genitalia.、So. Oh, I think I know what that is. <laughs> right. <laughs> She named her album that or a song. It's, or? A, it's an English single. Yeah. After. So it was in English. Yeah, it was in it was in English.、Wow. You can actually find it on YouTube, and <laughs> I don't have to explain you through. I don't. I don't have to walk you through the the spelling、so、of this word. After she got back from France,、uh, she wanted、right. to make this song. So the the title was indeed weird, but the song actually. Preaches give a hand to anyone. Probably give a hand in what way? The title is actually calling to a pickpocket in Paris. Okay, right. Because for the first time in her life, she was feeling after during the trip. She got robbed, huh? Actually, not her. She was feeling、oh, this great sense of、uh, helplessness and anger for being a woman because she was punched and even spat on her face by the pickpocket. After she、wow. after she stopped him. Not only did she like take not only did he take her money, he spit on her and and punched her too. Jeez. Oh, well, she was actually stopping the pickpocket、uh, from stealing someone else's money. Mm, so she、mm. was acting on behalf of justice,、mm, right? Okay. And、uh, after this violence,、Thanks. she wrote this song, and I think、uh, so. That's why I think that the title itself is is like calling the pickpocket. So maybe the she's calling. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's 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 my thought process. But <laughs> this song is going to attract <laughs> eyes and ears, right? People are going to want to know. Okay, what is what's the story、about? behind this? Right, <laughs> right. And it happens to be quite a loving, a lovely, and a soft tune. Uh huh. Right. That's. Move on to the next fact. When the company released her first album, they wanted to attract more attention. They were thinking, "Where can we get more people?" And they ended up going to perform on an overpass. 
Tiantiao, a sky bridge, we call it in China. Make sure that everybody sees them, right? Right, and overpass <laughs> right next to a train station. If you have been to a train station in China, you would know it's super busy. Yes, I do. <laughs> and the Especially pedestrian around Chinese New Year. Yes, right. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and the pedestrians they started forming layers of circles to watch her sing, so that she just made the traffic ten times worse. Even though it's already exactly. bad, exactly, it's yeah. already bad. And the、uh, the pedestrians they block the road, and the traffic police later they have to come and give them a ticket. I bet they were pissed. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> did, did she, give did a she ticket. Did she get punched by the police officers or what? They were friendly. <laughs> she wasn't conducting something very serious. But there is a picture online you can find that she was posing in front of the camera with the big crowd behind her.、Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. How about with the handcuffs on? Did she get a picture of that too? <laughs> It's not gangster rap or that genre of music. <laughs> hey, was、well, she? I mean, she's disturbing the peace. I mean, there's all kinds of people can't get to the train station. Traffic、okay. can't run. I mean, that yeah. That's not a crime. I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably just a minor offense. Minor offense, okay.、Right. But no 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 handcuffs.、Huh? It's not that bad.、Right? Okay, all right. And now the next fact is from Memoir of Time and、uh, Space 1994. What is that? What? It's just two random vloggers I found online.、Oh, okay. Her company bankrupted in 2002, so she had to become an independent musician and started her own studio in Mandarin. It's called So Patty, and of course she wait, was. Wait, wait, wait! You said that the she started her own company is called what? It's called So Patty. Petty, so mean, or why, why is she calling? What these names, man? She, I think she needs like someone to help her. That's probably why you're not a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into that philosopher's mind and perspective. Okay, yeah, that that sounds about that's right. Probably, Maybe that's yeah, why yeah. I'm just not I'm not feeling the titles for her work. Yeah, right. And and of course, when she started that studio, she was the only staff working there, and she had to deal with all kinds of business errands by herself,、uh-huh. license registration, cover design, all the petty stuff, right? <laughs> Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And she used to deliver the box of her recordings, riding her scooter over. And that actually leads to another story I explain later. So she released a couple of singles during this time, and until two years, she gathered a bunch of musician friends to a deserted warehouse by the sea, and she got a loan from the bank to create this new album. Okay. And this Mandarin album named. A lush adventure, which is indeed an adventure, because she got a loan from the bank to make it, and it turned out to be a successful adventure because it, it sold pretty well. Well, that titles, I think that her choice in titling this album got a little bit better. I mean, a lush. Now、adventure. you can understand that makes that's pretty that's pretty linear. I think that that、yeah. works. Good title. Yeah, good titling.、So. And this next fact is a big clue for our Chinese fans out there, and this is according to Sohu.com. She used to sing in a Chinese folk diner called Witch. A folk diner. Chinese folk diner. Wow, I've never been to a folk diner. What exactly is a folk diner? It's probably a diner that invites singers to sing Chinese folk music. Okay, folk music. So this is like traditional instruments and this kind of thing, like arhu and guzheng and this kind of thing. I would hope so, but unfortunately, I think these places it's just a singer playing guitar and sing. Okay,、uh, the ruan or just a regular guitar? Because that's not folk to me. I mean, I don't, you know, <laughs> folk means like traditional instruments、right. and traditional style. Right. It's the it's the music. The music itself is more they sing about maybe stuff about China, but they use guitar as an instrument. Okay, okay,、um, that's that sounds very philosophical too. <laughs> 
She used to sing in a Chinese folk diner called a witch. A we witch? Did she name? Did she name this、uh, bar too, or she was just a, a staff singing and working there? And the place was called the Witch, right? I think she named it. She had to have named it. Why would a place name their venue the Witch? That just sounds like it's a、uh, really dark. Is it? Is it a punk rock kind of place? But you said it's a folk. It's、diner. a Chinese folk. Yeah, it's like soft,、uh, soothing music style. What is the Witch in Chinese traditional culture? We don't have Witch. I didn't think so.、Name. Yeah, it's a Western word. It's probably like a mixed culture. In this diner, I, I think I think she named that place, man. She had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, TJ has that's, a serious problem that's, with that's her. Right, that's right up her with alley, her naming、man. skill. <laughs> so when she was singing in this diner, she liked to talk about her feelings and thoughts about the songs every time she finishes one.、Mm. And、uh, it's almost like a teacher giving the class. And there was one time after the performance, she said, "Now it's the end of today's performance. Class is dismissed." <laughs> and later, fans. Like to call her Teacher Chen, or in Chinese Chen 老师 Okay, so she probably keeps that, or she probably ends her music and her albums this way, or it's a very commonly known name, nickname for for this musician. And okay, yeah. So fans, so that's a big fan. That's a big tip out there. Yeah, it's a big clue for her fans out there. All right. Okay, now we are at the very last fact. So there is a stereotype that Chinese folk music they often sing about pretty rough lifestyle. Do you mean like that destiny? Or the music brings down the mood a little bit. It's about the lyrics, the lifestyle they're singing about. So it's, it evokes this feeling of sadness, right? It doesn't involve a Lamborghini or a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually a pretty rundown house or apartment. Okay, so times are hard.、Right. Always hard with folk music. Yeah, and her music also counts as somehow Chinese folk as well. But people joke about her songs. Sound very rich because、okay. there's one, the iconic song from her. It sings that you've tasted the night of Paris, you've walked on the snowy Beijing, you've embraced the passion islands, you bury Turkey in your memory, you've collected many flights, souvenirs, and the beautiful days around the world. So she's talking about herself, or she's talking about somebody else. You've、and、done this, you've done that. And it's interesting that by the time she wrote this song, she hasn't been to Paris or Turkey yet. And did she say that she ate turkey or buried buried a turkey? <laughs> buried a turkey. It's kind of a common expression in Chinese. It's like burying something into your memory. Uh huh. Okay.、Um, yeah, that sounds a bit philosophical, but、uh, okay. I think I can fathom what she's trying to say. All right. So that's pretty much all I've got. That's for all you got. This musician. <laughs> Ah,、uh, well, that's. I think this one's a bit tough because I、mm. don't know that many folk musicians. Well, at least I don't know that many famous ones. So yeah, it's um like an indie musician. So, okay, so、uh, she's like okay, okay indie. So that just makes it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Well,、um, I used to do a, another music show. As I mentioned before, we played a lot of different songs, and in, in terms of indie, there's one person that、um, I heard. Her name is pretty simple, so it's easier for me to remember. Since my knowledge is limited, I'm going to guess Anpu. Anpu. Yes. Okay. I'm not even sure who that is, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think I can pass the ride to the judges. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, but、yeah. this musician, her name is 
or in Chinese, Chen Qizhen, or in English, Cheer、uh, Chen. Cheer Chen. Yes. So she is a Chinese singer-songwriter, and according to Baidupedia, so this Chinese author slash director slash rally driver Han Han, he described her music as non-commercialized and also relatively high-end mass culture, which. I don't find very friendly for understanding <laughs> to, for a description to the music. Okay, so you you read the description, but you're not really sure what he actually meant. I know what he meant, but I don't think it's friendly to describe a music as high end. High like, end. It's、yeah. not like for for poor people. <laughs> not, exactly. Not yeah,、people. this I hear this being thrown around a lot with a lot of things, not just in music, but like in other contexts, and it does seem a little bit weird. Since you bring that up. What is your description of this person's music? For everyone, <laughs> this is the music for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what songs you got、right. for us today? So, I've got the first song is in Chinese is called Fish. Oh, Yu- Fish. That's very simple. Right. Okay. And, but the actually this song has an official translation in English, which is the Edge, and that will be followed by. 旅行的意义啊、uh, ，the meaning of traveling. Oh boy, this this naming, which <laughs> <laughs> is lost in translation. Ah,、uh, seriously. But before we get to those tracks, man, Yunchi, I want to thank you again for joining me、oh, for another pleasure, another episode of Pop Muse. And for those of you listening out there, be sure to join us next time for another crazy trivia. I'm TJ Reed, and this is Yunchi. Take it easy, folks. We will see you next time. Hey, peace out.
抚他，让他捧着我在手掌，自由自在挥洒。如果有一个世界浑浊的不像话，原谅我非曾经眷恋他。让他推向我在边界，奋不顾身挣扎。如果有一个世界浑浊的不像话，我会疯狂的爱上。带不走的、留不下的，我全都交付他。让他捧着我在手掌，自由自在挥洒。如果有一个怀抱，勇敢不计代价。纪念。